Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. It's one thing to discuss it being hot out. Because it's been hot out. That That is not a, a crazy thing to notice. It makes perfect sense to say, my gosh, it's hot out. It's, it's simple to do. You know, it, it's like the whole thing from uh, Family Guy. Warm today. Warm yesterday. Even warmer today. Makes perfect sense. What doesn't make perfect sense is to say the world is on fire and we're all going to die. What doesn't make sense is the Secretary General of the United Nations saying this. And for scientists, it is unequivocal. Humans are to blame. All this is entirely consistent with predictions and repeated warnings. The only surprise is the speed of the change. Climate change is here, it is terrifying, and it is just the beginning. The era of global warming has ended, the era, the era of global boiling has arrived. It's terrifying, it's frightening, it's man-made. The era of global warming has ended and the era of global boiling has begun. Well, good night, kids. Sleep well. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. And that right there, that is James Taylor. He's the president of the Heartland Institute, heartland.org. And they address these issues, engage climate from a practical perspective, not the political uh, perspective. And over the course of the last week, James, it has been this surreal fear-mongering, and, and, and there are two ways this gets described. And the first one came from CNN, this now famous tweet. This month is the planet's hottest in around 120,000 years, and it's this image of basically this, this cloudy kind of gray sky. It looks like forest fires, and, and then you've got these three women all disheveled, like, my gosh, what's happening? And they're all wearing sweaters, James. Because it's so hot, you have to wear a, a sweater. Clearly, the weather is being dictated by Jewish grandmothers saying, I'm hot, put on a sweater. That's the way this one went. And for those of you who want to send me an email, please send a care of my rabbi. Um, there's a lot of fear-mongering, James. Your take on, on that tweet from CNN and what your organization has been seeing as we had a hot week last week. Well, CNN's uh, tweet is propaganda on steroids. All they have to do is go to the very first United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change report. It, because the United Nations documents, the UN itself documents, that a 1,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago, during the vast majority of the time period that human civilization has existed, temperatures have been significantly warmer than today. In fact, for most of the Earth's existence, temperatures have been much, much warmer than today. So what happens in, in this crazy world of climate alarmism, 
somebody somewhere, some obscure person claiming to be a scientist makes a stupid claim, like these are the hottest temperatures of the past 120,000 years, and then all of a sudden everyone repeats it like as if it's fact. It's like they're watching Al Gore. Everything Al Gore says must be true. But uh, the fact of the matter is science itself, the United Nations itself, has proven repeatedly, convincingly, irrefutably, that that tweet is simply false. So the the idea that it's false versus the idea of why they put it out, somewhere CNN felt that they had a basis for putting this out. They had a, a rationale, something that they could point to. Do you know what that was? As best as I can tell, because this has been like a, a ball of string rolling downhill and unwinding. Um, but basically what what's happened is somebody somewhere makes some statement, makes some claim without backing it up. And he may he or she may have a science degree, but they don't back it up. But somebody hears it somewhere and now it becomes repeated everywhere. They get their talking points from the uh, climate establishment. OK, oh, look, here it is. We have to keep repeating this. But the facts are the facts. Go to the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change's own report. Go to the numerous peer-reviewed studies that have documented. It has been the long-term consensus, documented in peer-reviewed literature, documented in all sorts of temperature reconstructions, that today's temperatures are unusually cool, not warm. And building upon CNN's tweet, where they make it seem like everyone's dying from heat, a peer-reviewed study... In the medical journal Lancet, it's the most prestigious peer-reviewed medical science journal in the world, documents that 19 times more people die from cold temperatures than from heat. As temperatures warm, yeah. it is saving millions of lives every year. There's there That is uh, a, an interesting bit of data, talking to James Taylor, president of the Heartland Institute, heartland.org. It's a very interesting piece of data that talks about the cold versus the heat that even as we watch this alarmism take place it still doesn't address scientific fact about what does more damage to a a society uh the cold doing more damage as you're pointing out uh than the heat but i think one of the the question that i had asked is if 120,000 years ago temperatures were this hot I want to know how they got there. How many Cadillacs were idling just randomly on street corners in order to create this global warming? You heard uh, the U.N. Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, discuss the fact that this is man-made. Is man responsible for growing temperatures, for, or, or I should say are there growing temperatures, for temperature fluctuations or climate issues being two different things in the U.S. and around the globe? Yeah, that's a great question. If humans are causing all of this warming and it's uh, unprecedented, well, unprecedented in the last 120,000 years, if temperatures were warmer 120,000 years ago, where were the SUVs? Where were the coal-fired power plants? Here is the way that our uh, temperature history has worked. For the past three million years, we've been in an ice age. It is a very unusually cold period. During, that ice pa uh, during this ice age, we have about 100,000 years of cold temperatures interrupted with about 10,000 years of warm temperatures. And that cycle goes over and over and over. We are in one of the rare warm cycles. We've been in this warm cycle for about 10,000 years. It's probably going to end soon. What we know is that during this warm cycle, during this past 10,000 years, temperatures have been warmer than today for most of this cycle. And we can go back 120,000 years ago to the last warm cycle, and temperatures were warmer in that warm cycle than they are today. Temperatures were warmer in the warm cycle two times ago than they are today. Temperatures were warmer three warm cycles ago than they are today. 
the earth does not have a fever. The earth has pneumonia. <laughs> that's, that's a line. Talking to James Taylor, president of the Heartland Institute, heartland.org. Uh, Let me give you something else that was, was shown a lot. And social media really moved with this, and the people at Snopes tried to uh, smack it down. It, it shows a weather map in Europe of of um, a country where uh, they show temperatures and they're, they're showing them in Celsius, of course. Uh, so it looks like the temperature's in the 30s, but they're not in the 30s. And it, the, the map is green, right? Like the topography. And then underneath it, it shows the same map uh, and, and the map is in red. And people are discussing how this has been happening, where you see these mad, oh, look at the head, the red and the deep red, and the, it's, almost, it's almost purple, it's so red. And, and again, with the scare tactics, uh, is, this, is this because if, if it bleeds, it leads? Is this just a product of, of our new age a news cycle? Or is there some kind of, yeah, let's desperately scare people because this heat is good for the narrative? Yeah, sensationalism sells. It sells not only for media views, but also for your political agenda. When Antonio Guterres, General Secretary of the United Nations, says that the temperatures are boiling, no, the Earth's average temperature is 59 degrees Fahrenheit. Last time I checked, that's 161, 163 degrees cooler than the boiling point. And it's also a fact that most of the world's population lives in tropical or subtropical climates. Warmer temperatures are what are conducive to human health and welfare. There's a reason why here in the United States, which, by the way, most of the U.S., it's closer to the equator than the North Pole. But even here, most of the population dreams about retiring in Florida, California, Arizona, Texas, warm climates. There's a reason why most of our population is is uh, uh, migrating from colder climates, or excuse me, yeah, from colder climates to warmer climates. Propaganda is one thing, but scientific facts are another. Talking to James Taylor. He's the president of the Heartland Institute, heartland.org. This was President Biden last week at, at a uh, press conference. First, he, he, he's taking action to deal with the extreme heat. I'm announcing additional steps to help states and cities deal with the consequences of extreme heat. First, I've asked Acting Labor Secretary Julie Sue to issue a heat hazard alert. It clarifies that workers have a federal heat related, have federal heat related protections. We should be protecting workers from hazardous conditions, and we will. And those states where they do not, I'm gonna be calling them out where they refuse to protect these. Now he's referring to Texas and the lie that the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, got rid of water breaks, which of course, wasn't the the case, but rather he eliminated red tape because now they're saying that the employer can give a water break and the employee can take a water break. We are not involved in this conversation. He They didn't end water breaks in the state uh, of Texas. Uh, but what was your take there on, on President Biden uh, engaging this rhetoric uh, about extreme heat? It, it, is the heat of last week extreme? No, it's not. You can go to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. This is the federal government's own webpage. They have data for the state of Texas. What it shows is that days of extreme heat, the frequency of extreme heat days in Texas is declining. 
we're seeing fewer of these extreme heat days than we used to. Now, global warming is not going to make all extreme heat days go away. Uh, so, so you're still going to get some. But if you want to say that climate change, global warming is causing all this excessive heat, look at the numbers. 80 years ago, 100 years ago, days in which temperatures exceeded 100 degrees in Texas, according to the federal government's own data, were much more frequent than is the case now. And that's not just in Texas. For most of the states in the country and for the country as a whole, you do not see an increase in extreme heat. Indeed, you see a decrease. To the extent that the Earth's temperature is warming moderately, that warming is occurring almost entirely during winter at northern latitudes and at night. It's making the coldest of coldest temperatures more mild. That's pretty much the warming we're getting. And that's a good thing. Uh, and, and before, just to put a cap on this, something else Joe Biden said during that that presser at the at the fake White House they have at the OEOB. It's very weird. It's it's super weird. Listen to this. Most people don't realize that Texas is one of the states that has the most significant. Its energy is most significantly supplied by wind and solar in Texas. In Texas. And I know there's some in your state want to change, turn that around, but it's working and it's moving in a big way. And it's cheaper. It's cheaper. And it's solar and wind are cheaper. And if so, can I ask you, James, cheaper than what? Okay. First of all, though, when it says that it's working, there's a reason why we had these blackouts during the extreme cold in temperature a couple of years ago. There's a reason why we get rolling blackouts during the summer in Texas. It's because Texas relies on wind and solar power, which don't work. They, you cannot flip a switch and turn them on. You have to hope conditions are just right. But as far as the cost of it, no, we, we know for a fact that wind power, solar power is substantially more expensive than coal, than natural gas, than nuclear power. There is a reason why states have to pass laws forcing people to buy wind and solar power, because without those laws forcing people to do it, people won't buy that. There's a reason why the federal government subsidizes wind and solar power so much, because even with the subsidies, although they're more expensive, without the subsidies, people would rebel. If you truly believe Joe Biden, that wind and solar power are less expensive, then conventional energy, then eliminate the mandates and eliminate the subsidies. And then wind and solar will still win in the marketplace, if you really believe that. Well, I think we I think we know the answer to that, James. <laughs> I think we do. James Taylor, a Heartland Institute, heartland.org. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. More to get to. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.